0: I hope everyone had a safe and lovely holiday. I hope you got to take a break. I hope you could tolerate your family if you had to see them. (laughs) Yeah, we had some time off. We did. I'm glad to have everyone back with us, but it was nice to take a break because I'm old and I need rest. (laughs) That's right. You must nourish yourself. That's right. Did you do anything super exciting while we were uh, on hiatus, Erin?
1: Yeah, I slept a lot and uh, did some rejuvenation of, you know, just my general spirit, which I needed more than I knew. So that was very exciting to me because I think I'm starting to feel a little bit better. Good. And not so strung out on, uh, you know, stressful things. Nice.
0: And you? Well, I went to China, as you know, which was amazing. Mm -hmm. But then it took me like a week. To recalibrate because again I'm <laughs> geriatric and so my body was like nope that's not gonna work but uh, after that yeah I just slept a lot I did a whole lot of nothing watched a lot of K dramas because they're addicting yeah um, if nothing else my speed reading is getting real good so oh nice mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay I read some books so but it is nice to be to be back it's nice mm-hmm. to talk about documentaries, and just talk shit in general, because that's how we roll. Agreed.
1: <laughs> 100%. There's no lack of good documentaries, uh, as we continue to find out. So,
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. And we're going to start this year off with a documentary that was done at the end of last year, so it's pretty new. And this is called Time Bomb Y2K. This was done in 2023, as I said, on HBO Max. It's an hour and 24 minutes long. Is directed by Brian Becker and Marley McDonald. So, most of the people I would think listening probably remember the Y2K crisis. Why don't you tell us about it, Erin? So, there was a discovery that the millennium
1: bug is kind of what it was known by eventually. There was probably a name for it before that. Um, but as computer programmers did their magic to save space, they lopped off the whole four digits of the year when they're working with dates and stuff like that. So it was only two digits because I guess no one ever thought that this would be (laughs) into the future. So the big concern was as we rolled into the year 2000 from 1999, computers would be like, I don't know what the hell Um, it's 1900. And then like everything would shut down. Mm -hmm. And that's what we were told by experts. That's what we were told by the government there was a lot of fan or flame fanning kind of um it was a very panicked time mm-hmm. and then it kind of cooled off kind of before the event a little bit yeah but yeah it was not a joke people were legitimately
0: concerned about it so that's my yeah and and people who worked in the industry were concerned so that's what makes other people concerned yes. right Mm-hmm. What I find is interesting is in this day and age now, we have so much power in our phones and things like that, that people don't understand how much space memory took back then. So because it took an entire room to house a computer, our entire buildings, space was so expensive that that's why cutting off those two digits at the beginning made a huge difference. And it was a big cost savings for them to save space. Um Now that's like, well, that's stupid if you think about it, but back then it was a big deal, right?
1: Right. And you had a little bit of a different
0: perspective on this, right? Like, Mm -hmm. let's hear a little bit about that. So my parents are both programmers. Uh, My dad does defense contracting, like programming tanks and helicopters and fun cool stuff like that. But my mom did boring Mm -hmm. stuff, you know, like... (laughs) (laughs) But but when you think about it, she worked in like insurance and stuff like that, but she worked on mainframe. So she was part of the team at her company that had to work through the programs for Y2K. And I asked her about it today, actually. It was like, so did you start like years ahead of time? And she said they started in 1998. And she said there were some months that it was just really long hours all the time. You were really working hard. She said, but they were done by August of ninety nine. And so they cruised into the new year without any real concerns. So, yeah, strange that we heard
1: none of those stories <laughs> right. in popular media at the time. Right? It right. was all gloom and doom. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. and it was slightly lower stakes, right? So, still financial, but it's individual <laughs> finances, not like world economy collapsing kind of thing. So, right. But yeah, I think on a, on a smaller scale, if all the individual companies are doing it, then most of them are probably probably fine. But mm-hmm. as we'll find out. What I really loved about this documentary was like the entire thing, it's like not like it's narrated, it's not scripted. It is entirely made from clips from the time. So news clips, interviews, that was fucking awesome.
1: Yeah, there's no um now, maybe they made certain choices for what they're presenting here, but right. it really isn't. It's just presented as as, as it was. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it's not like. as it Was? Just was? Sorry. <laughs> so as it was? <laughs> 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 they're not trying to really sway our opinion, which is really nice. Right. So and just there are some of these clips in here that made my heart so happy. So we'll talk about those whenever we end up running into them.
0: Yeah. I think what's amazing is you look at these videos and everything is so dated. It seems like a hundred years ago, but in my mind, (laughs) if someone says the nineties, I think, Oh, so 10 years ago and it's not 10 years ago. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm all off. Yeah.
1: So one of the first clips they show you is in 1996. Mm Mm-hmm. Bill Clinton and Al Gore. Yeah. They're doing like a little news clip, right? They're doing a, I don't know what do you want to, it's not an expose, but it is in a building in a weird spot. And they're like climbing ladders and talking about running millions of feet of, you know, computer cables and plugs. And I laughed because I was like, somebody said the information super highway. <laughs> and I had not heard that in a long time. So that made me giggle. Right. Okay. But they do like what I would call today, um, like a Zoom call with some one of the secretaries. I think it's the Secretary of State, but I'm not sure who that guy is because they introduced no one. Right. So they're basically on a Zoom call talking about like, this will revolutionize schools and blah, blah, <laughs> blah. It's, it's the <laughs> laggiest, <laughs> worst thing ever. It's so funny to watch. <laughs> so um, they're just like, oh my God, this is going to be the craziest thing. And I was like, you are correct. So,
0: yes. And I love that Bill Clinton had no idea what he was talking about because he's like six million (laughs) feet of cables and plugs and stuff and things. And That's exactly how,
1: yeah, (laughs) which is how I delivered it also. (laughs) And they do interviews with Steve Jobs and Bill Gates, and they're showing you people unboxing computers, but they're like the biggest laptops (laughs) ever. They're like desk size, and the bottom is like so thick it's so funny to see
0: mon- what this looked like in the 90s and the monitors were so big and I'm not talking the screens the <laughs> screens are small the monitors themselves like just picking up the box you would have thrown your back out it's obscene to think of how big these things were
1: and there's other cool stuff that they show that I had forgotten all about like there was a time that people bought tiny tvs like a like a portable tv mm-hmm. was a huge deal mm-hmm. and I was like Fuck, I totally (laughs) forgot about, like, that kind of stuff. Like, think about the first person you knew whose family had a car phone. It's the same thing with these, like, tiny little TVs. Mm -hmm. And the screen is, like, three inches by
0: three inches. It's a calculator, yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. It's hysterical. And they were, I'm sure, thousands of dollars. But, like, there's footage of people going into, like, Radio Shack. And I'm like, oh, my God. I know. (laughs)
0: I know, and I was thinking about. I think my first cell phone was. It was a flip phone, and it had a big old battery. It wasn't quite like hundred percent Zach Morris. It wasn't like that, right? It wasn't that huge, (laughs) but it was still pretty big. And so it would have been in ninety seven ish because I got it right before I moved to Indianapolis Mm -hmm. because I was going to drive back and forth until I moved, and I wanted to make sure I had a cell phone. So, oh Mm -hmm. my god, that was so long ago.
1: (laughs) Weirdly enough. My dad, we had a cell phone like in, I think in 96, because I took one to college with me because they wanted me to have, mm-hmm. again, just the biggest of cell phones. So, mm-hmm. but it's like when you had to pay for minutes. So you're like, I'm, I'm here. It's okay. Bye. Thanks. You know, and you hung up, mm-hmm. you weren't spending time on that kind of stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. But you call after seven, <laughs> <laughs> no such thing as texting. Yeah. Right. You'll see or hear in this documentary, a lot of people making religious claims, making weird claims. So one guy actually said technology growth was driven by the millennium. Like it had an energy. And I'm like, it, it's a human construct. We picked an arbitrary date and started counting forward. So I'm not sure how that <laughs> transfers to this.
1: <laughs> right? Look, we don't need your logic. I know. Okay. Stop it right fun, now. Stephen. Many times we run into that. Yeah. So one of the dudes that kind of takes center stage in all this is a guy named Peter Mm DeAger. He calls himself the Paul Revere of computers. (laughs) Yep. I'm like, sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. So he kind of comes on the scene in 97. By 98, he is one of the driving forces that is telling you the millennium bug is too big to fix. We're all fucked, everybody. Don't even worry about it. Power systems, air traffic control, your banking, the defense missile system. All of that is on the slab to be completely ruined as the clock ticks midnight at the end of 1999. So that's really funny to me because he looks like... and it He looks us. like what a
0: computer programmer looks like in my brain. Oh, I guess... I just looked at him and I thought, well, he he's doing some ceremonies after work, right? <laughs> he's got a cloak. There might be some warping in there. it's all like
1: <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons, yeah, or like magic. The, the Gathering. gathering. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> but that really disparages people who do that, so I'll take that back. They're probably cooler than this dude.
0: Oh, they're cooler than me, so. that's for sure. What I thought was hilarious and very typical of our culture in general is that he's like, he noticed it in like the seventies and he worked, I think it was IBM. He said. And, and he's like, Hey, this is going to be a problem. I'm like, yep, that's a problem for 30, 30 years from now. That is not our problem here. We'll no longer be in this position to deal with it. We'll have moved on in life. So someone else can deal with this problem. And I'm like, yep, that sounds about
1: right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I mean, it's hard to think about the beginning of computers because we, but like you said, kind of taken for granted right now. And those people didn't really know if this was going anywhere. They were hopeful, but also the bottom line was really important. So I mean, I'm not going to blame them. It sounds kind of it's one of those things. They're like, well, why in, would they ever have decided? Well, they were just doing the best they could with what they had. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but you're right to be like, hey, is this a problem? And corporate's like, nope. Don't even worry about it.
0: You didn't see anything.
1: Shh, it's fine. <laughs> sh- 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 it's fine.
0: <laughs> right. Right. So, in 1998 is when they kind of start to really bring this, like, they've mentioned it before, but that's really when it starts to become like, oh, by the way, we now have two years to fix every single day in every single computer program across the globe. Time's a ticking. Let's roll. And I'm like, okay, maybe not every program is critical. Could we triage this and maybe do, like, nuclear (laughs) defense first and then worry about my personal computer? Because clearly that's not an issue. Well, I mean,
1: we've already shown a lack of planning in this problem previously, so no. Yeah. Uh, They do have some cool people, though. Um, They introduce Grace Mm Opper, who might be my favorite person ever. Mm -hmm. They tell this ridiculous story about coining the term bug. So that's worth listening to. But anyway, uh, Grace was in the Navy. She worked on the first big computer in the U.S., she talks a lot about how the Navy depends on computers, like even in the 40s, like that's kind of when she became part of this project, which I'm like, that seems progressive, but she must have been really good. They're building something called a Mark II at Cambridge. And um, yeah, so that's when the moth got into the relay, which is like a physical thing that the moth could fly into, which is also kind of a weird thing to think about now. <laughs> there, were there weren't were giant, giant open spaces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but she does make a interesting observation. She says there's a lot of fear about computers, but there was also a ton of fear about every new technology. So there were people freaking out about the telephone and I was like, Mm -hmm.
0: that seems correct to me. So, uh, she was delightful. She was pretty awesome. Even when she was like in, it looked like in her eighties or something in her Navy uniform, looking all sleek and put together. I'm like, girl, I don't look that good on a good day. Get on it. (laughs) Right. I like that they give some examples of how this will affect you. So they use GM as a good example of okay, so say GM as a company fixes all the bugs and they're fine. But what if this bit that goes in the bob that goes in the car, they didn't get their shit together? So now you have no bits for the bobs in the car. And now there are no cars. So everything was really connected. And I think this is the first time that it was really made apparent how connected our world had become and interdependent upon itself and everything else. So that's kind of why they're like, listen, we just have to fix all of it. So I know I joked and said triage, but I guess they just have to fix all of it. (laughs) I'll take my words back.
1: But I think to say that there's a got to be a plan of attack is probably fair. But I think it's funny because when these systems were being built and connected, everybody was probably like efficiency and it was great. And now we're like, oh, oh, which is always how it works. <laughs> yes. yes, Right. There's no like second route of
0: anything. Yeah. And the other thing that I love is they were talking about, so they, you know, we're doing some tests that were fixing some of the bugs and doing some tests to see how well they worked. And some of them really did not work. So they ended up with like 4 million pounds of raw sewage in the streets and a park because a bug that they tried to fix, like screwed everything up. And so you see people out there cleaning it up. And I'm like, shouldn't the programmers maybe be out there cleaning it up? And then next time they'll be a little more careful about when they push that go button. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm like, is it possible to have a dry run? (laughs) <laughs> without actual sewage pick something a
1: little more <laughs> innocuous right yeah right uh I just it was really funny so there's a lot of fear that we're too vulnerable there's a lot of fear that I don't know we're so connected and it's a problem <laughs> which is sometimes what I feel like people still talk about today right like all the weirdos and the kids and blah 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 that's always the fear is uh it's just too much it's just too much of everything What I do absolutely love is that there are a lot of people who are doing some alternate preparations, (laughs) not sewage tests. There's like committees for community preparedness. And the lady, when she's talking about this in the footage, says a, a quote by Mother Teresa. America is the loneliest country in the world. And I'm thinking that didn't age great. Wasn't, wasn't great. So I do like that the, the fact that they're talking about maybe we take care of people, like if shit hits the fan, maybe take care of your neighbors, which we still have a problem with today. However, most people are just like, fuck you guys. I'm in a like a wolf hole or whatever the fuck they call that. It's not right.
0: I don't know. Spider the... hole. Badger hole, spider I don't...
1: hole. <laughs> Right? I'm going to get me some guns and ammo mm. and uh, maybe a couple cans of beans or whatever. And I'm going out into the wilderness. Mm-hmm.
0: Don't come on my land. So And really yeah. a sign saying private property is all you need to keep people off of your property if the apocalypse happens. So that's it.
1: So specifically, there's a guy <laughs> named Scott. He's a programmer. And he is all about some secret location in the desert somewhere and he and his wife are doing some preparations there and they're like, look, we're just prep, you know, prepping for ourselves and some, like some of our family, but like, we can't take everybody. And I'm like, is there a lottery situation? Like, how are we determining? Mm.
0: We're drawing names guys.
1: very much... <laughs> Like we're going to take care of some, but we can't take care of all. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's going to be a great Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So it's very, he, he keeps talking about the secret part of this i'm like is a fence not giving it away
0: <laughs> well it's like, and let's let's keep in mind this is a chain link fence it's about six foot tall there's no barbed wire on it it's not electrified there's just a sign that says keep out i mean so right in the case of an actual yeah. apocalypse even my fat ass could climb that fence and get in so <laughs> just saying not a big deterrent and his whole
1: his whole shtick is that he's in the industry so he knows mm-hmm right? And he goes on multiple shows and is talking about this
0: stuff. Mm -hmm. So I think this is
1: probably his 15 minutes.
0: Yeah. But, and therein lies the problem. So again, you have some people who are in the know that are like, it's okay. This is what we're doing. And other people are like, well, I work in industry and it's all going to shit and I've bugged out. So best of luck to you all. Mm -hmm. It's... And that's right. the kind of thing that really sticks with people and feeds the fear. It's like, well, he knows. And that's yeah. what they're gonna that's what they're gonna glom on to when even other people are like, it's I think it's gonna be okay. We're we're making good mm-hmm. progress. And they're like, But this guy said, and this is what really works with what I want to know. We're here, yeah. believe. So yeah. yeah, this
1: anecdotal evidence mm-hmm. best aligns with my confirmation bias, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm going to stick with. So Sorry about you. They show some of these conventions that people are going to. And there's books on survival. And there's people
0: buying pounds of dry goods. There's a bouncy chair for low impact exercise that is a sex chair if I've ever seen one. That's what I said,
1: too. (laughs) I was like, so get your oats or whatever. (laughs) And also, maybe your freestanding sex swing. right? It is really bizarre <laughs> and uncomfortable to see the old man in it. I'm just saying. <laughs> and their whole thing is like, do you need to get in shape for like anarchy and stuff? Maybe bounce around in this a little bit.
0: I think old timer. <laughs> I think anarchy will bring a high impact situation. So you're going to need more exercise than that. I'm just saying and there's a very large. Oh my God. Me. Oh, well, yeah.
1: of course, because we're talking about prepping. <laughs> But yeah, it's so it's so strange. And of course, there's guns and there's machetes and there's knives and axes and shit like that. And I'm like, okay, you get a pass for an axe, maybe a machete. There's not a lot of jungle here, but whatevs. But again, it's all marketed as we got to take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Fuck the rest of you guys. And they have some weird culty militia people too.
0: Yeah. So with the worst videos I've ever seen in my life like even for the 90s this quality is real real bad so bad
1: that's what makes it legit <laughs> like they don't need to worry about PR <laughs> like they're just spending all their money on guns but this is when we start to get into the whole thing about we need to arm ourselves because the government is coming after your shit and I was I was like the story like do you think the government's real worried about your stockpile? Like they have the biggest stockpile in the world. I mean, they're, so. they're
0: not until they are. So if you continue to stockpile, eventually they'll be like, <laughs> all right, that's enough. You should probably stop. And if you don't, they're like, well, now we have to stop you. Right. I mean, it's if you have a couple of guns, they don't give a fuck. At a certain point, they're going right. to be like, oh, that's not cool, man. That's not cool. Right. And that's how you get to a Waco type situation. Yes.
1: But the way they talk about this, I'm like, I feel like there's more than the government. There's more than a government angle. Like, they seem like they'd be real into child brides and stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah, There's a real vibe there.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, there's nothing good about these people. They are cosplaying military. None of them were probably willing to join the military, Because, you know, whatever. I got bones burrs. I don't know. Whatever the fuck they said to get out of it. And then... (laughs) Flat beat. Yeah. And now they're like, totally badass. Sure you Mm. are. Sure you are. Mm -hmm. Whatever makes you feel like your penis is bigger than a Tic Tac. I don't care. Whatever.
1: But there's like, also footage of a very nice suburban mom in a gun store. And she's like, I don't know. I just feel like maybe I should buy a gun. Uh... And that's the kind of people I'm like, what's that going to do other than somebody's going to take it out of your hand? Maybe she. Start, maybe
0: she did a lot of target practice. Yeah. I don't know. I guess my concern is when people have guns in their house for safety and they say, well, if someone breaks in, well, are you wearing your gun at all times? Because for example, a lot of times, if you answer a door, someone could barge in, right? And mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. if your gun is upstairs and kept safely in a safe, you you're not going to be able to get to that. It's rare that you'll be in a position where you will have time to get your gun and react appropriately. So it's really not the benefit you think it is. I love that you use your true crime language <laughs> for good here. I just think. <laughs> I just I, because I hear that excuse all the time. She just to protect myself. And I'm like, well, it's fucking stupid. Anyway, whatever. I'll get off.
1: I mean, the agreed. Soapbox. There are responsible gun owners. Absolutely but it is an interesting question. Like what scenario are you envisioning here and how does it match up with the statistics? Mm -hmm.
0: But that's data and they're probably not interested Mm, in that. Not even a little bit. Right? Can we talk about how the Y2K problem is connected to our Lord's return? Erin.
1: I mean, I would love if you would do that. (laughs) This is one of the choicest of the media that they shared. There is a lady a tiny woman with the biggest biggest hair. Blonde hair I've <laughs> ever seen in my life. It is uh oh, it's it's something.
0: Yeah. And this is an emergency video, guys, because <laughs> they've got to talk to us about this critical thing that's happening. And mm. our friend, I think his name is Jim. It's not Jim Baker though. No, it's not. He hadn't made his comeback yet, but Boy, he did. Him (laughs) and his colloidal silver. Anyway. Right. um, (laughs) Anyway. I'm sorry. After our friend Jim read like 300 reports, I'm sure he read every word of every one of those peer reviewed articles. He said, if these men are right, it's going to like totally rock our world. It's going to really fuck us up. And I thought, well, maybe, maybe you should have read one written by a woman that might've changed your (laughs) perspective. Right some objectivity and less emotional. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But the way it's connected to our Lord's return is that Satan, who is the God of this world and is in control of heavens one and two. And I'm like, the fuck like, okay, it's been a minute since I've read the Bible, but I don't remember that. I'm sure it's there somewhere. (laughs) He's the Prince of power of air, the electricity and currents. And he will take advantage of the situation to cause confusion at the time of the return of our Lord. Mm-mm-mm. it's Satan. Yeah. Sketchy.
1: I know. I think we're a fan though. I think we've, we've established that I'm not going back on it. <laughs> it is very interesting uh, that there's a lot of drumming up of business for the church. And they do mention stuff like church attendance is on the decline and like the youngins don't believe anymore. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm like, Oh, sounds familiar. Again, mm-hmm. panic situation that we are dealing with. Basically, at all times. And uh, I think it's funny that they're using the interwebs. To spread the message. bitch about the... Yeah. (laughs) About
0: the devil in the interwebs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, hmm, okay. Is that like people being anti-science and they tweet about it from their phone? And like... (laughs) That makes sense, Jan. That makes sense.
1: (laughs) I like when they bitch about... um, Oh, I didn't tell you this, but I saw a guy... My, I assume it's a guy, a person here with me. Um, somebody with a license plate that said no to vax. And I'm like, that's a lot of work. It's a lot of work uh, to make your opinion known in your shitty car. <laughs> yep. But I'm like, but that allergy medication's fine,
0: right? Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, anyway. if you're going to be anti big pharma, go all the way, like, no anesthesia for surgeries. Right? No pain relief. No Cialis. No Cialis. That's right. Limp Noodle. Go Thank you. all in. Yeah. Motherfuckers. Anyway.
1: <laughs> 100%. But there are some really fun movies that come out about this time reflecting mm-hmm. our panic. Mm-hmm. There's a movie called Y2K, the movie. I don't believe that I partook in that.
0: That sounds like a made-for-TV movie. I don't think I saw that either. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. There's also Entrapment, which is near and dear to my heart. And part of that has to do with the millennium. Mm -hmm. Terminator. There, I think, are some different ones you could probably point to at that. But it's all about how technology just takes over. Like, you can't trust technology. And here we are putting ourselves in a stupid position. Yes. Independence Day, which I do love because the Jeff Goldblum is in Mm -hmm. it. Uh, Johnny Mnemonic, which is just good and terrible. Oh, so terrible, but I love it. (laughs) <laughs> me too so all of this kind of instills the f- or kind of displays the fact that we are absolutely terrified of how this technology is going to basically fuck us and kill us all I don't know it's just really funny to watch it now when are we really that far from having an implant in our brain I mean like I don't know replace that phone
0: yeah I don't listen I'm okay with being in the matrix, but if I am in a matrix, can I, can I have a skinnier body and more money? That'd be great. I just, you can keep me here. It's fine. Like I will be happy to lay in your pod and power,
1: whatever, (laughs) whatever. but I want it to be a good deal for me.
0: Right. 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 And I feel like if I had more money, I would produce more energy. I'm just saying I'd be a better battery. Right. A happy battery is
1: is a better battery. (laughs) A battery battery cannot. (laughs) A battery battery. That's why they made their mistake. They should have really, instead of like a horrible nine to five, they should have
0: given them like a life on a beach somewhere. Yeah, but not everyone can have a life on a beach because when there's only so many beaches. But also, I think they did experiments with mice. And they made it like a utopia, and then it just and it was fine for like five minutes, and then it just went to pure chaos, and they killed each other and shit. <laughs> and so maybe that's not best, but if you could have like a multiple matrix situation, then there'd be enough beaches for everybody. Oh, okay. Maybe why do we all have to mm-hmm. be in the same one? I know there are people who
1: don't like the out of doors, so I'm not saying everybody needs to be at the beach, but a lot of people vacation at the beach, so yeah. I think
0: that's it's in the running. Hmm. 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 Anyway, just in case the. Uh, yeah. Machines listening. Throwing that out there. (laughs) That's
1: right. Robot overlords. (laughs) I just want a good deal. That's, yeah. That's all I'm going to say about it. Yeah. So, about this time, our friend uh, Peter Dieger, Dieger, how did you, there were a couple people that said it weird. So, I don't know. He kind of, he kind of turns his message because now things are being
0: resolved, you guys. No need to panic. Right. So, What's interesting is I don't recall him being so doom and gloom as everything's going to end. I recall his, and it could be that I just missed it because I was tired while watching this, but I recall it being more like, listen, if we don't do anything, this is what could happen. It needs to be taken care of. And then once it started getting taken care of, people are like, well, you said, and he's like, that's not what I meant. That's not what I said. Calm down. Like One guy was like going fucking head to head with them. And he's like, well, you said this. And he's like, no, I didn't. Stop it.
1: Well, he also had like a website where he was selling mm-hmm. little silver, and like so, I think questioning his credibility to say like your marketing. He really this, did yeah. seem to have quite an evolution, yeah. and normally I'm a fan of that, but the marketing on the side, like trying to get rich off of it,
0: yeah, kind of dims the uh, message, goody goody of his, yeah, <laughs> yes. right, yeah. He definitely used it to his advantage. And maybe it was to live his best life Agreed. before the world collapsed. I don't fucking know. But.
1: Well. As we come into a week to go. Mm-hmm. The message. The fears change. Because now there's going to be terrorists. Mm-hmm. They have a ton of programmers that are still double checking things. So I'm like. It would have been a good, good time for work. But also too much work. If you were a programmer at this time. So hopefully you got a nice long rest. After everything. You know went the way it did so um they have a lot of people buying all the eggs and milk there's like a panic and people are running to the stores and trying to stock up on food last minute and evidently there's a fish concert that caused all kinds of problems on some highway somewhere
0: (laughs) that was so weird right (laughs) they showed a backup of cars and these people are like we don't know what's going on they're like oh it's a fish concert and they're like whatever we're just trying to get home now what does that have to do with anything that we're talking about
1: I don't know. I think maybe somebody was like, people are trying to get out of town. Because it looks like that kind of a scene, right? Like, everybody's trying to get to the rural? I don't know. And, but they ask... (laughs) They, it's the wrong footage or something. And they asked like the oldest people on earth yeah. and they're like, who, the, what's the fish yeah. or whatever. So it's so funny. Well, but the,
0: but the video they showed of the traffic was, it's just one lane. That's all backed up, which you see when you go to like deer Creek, just one lane backed up. Everyone else is going just fine. Right. And so I'm like, yep. Nope. You really got to yeah. pick better footage. You really <laughs> dropped the ball on that one guys. <laughs> right. I know what you're going for. <laughs> but no, didn't work. Didn't work. I mean, just show any yeah. picture of California anytime, any time. It'll, give you the traffic you want. (laughs) That's true. So we have 24 hours left to go. 24 hours. Like the Ramones Mm -hmm. said. They do start showing as different countries start ringing in the new year. So I think as that progressed, people start feeling a little more comfortable because we're like way down on the list of when we celebrate. You know, California might be like the last, I don't know, maybe Hawaii. And so you get to see all these countries without issue ringing in the new year. So that's good. It is.
1: Our friends in Russia, though, have a they have an interesting thing going on there, which we have actually talked about before,
0: mm-hmm.
1: as they have a big shift in their power dynamic. And I was laughing because I was like, oh, so we know how that turned out.
0: But yeah, we're living that now. <laughs> right?
1: Yeah. So, yeah, Yeltsin kind of acquiesces that's not the right word but um to putin who's the prime minister of the time so he evidently was very popular in the moment and now i'm like how's that working out
0: yeah yeah they want a strong russia well that's what he's giving them i think the word you were looking for was abdicate is that it not acquiesce that's the one yeah (laughs) look he still handed it over i don't know. Peaceful transition, as it were. (laughs) Were there threats involved? Was there ricin on the end of an umbrella somewhere waiting to go? I don't know.
1: I don't know. Yeah. It's a great question. I feel like nothing really happens peacefully there. I don't know. I'd like to go. Maybe that should be our... If we need to see some Russian stuff,
0: let's go. I saw that Tetris movie. It didn't look great, but I'm willing to give it a shot. It's the 80s or 90s. It's so much better. I know. know. I've always said that one of the top places on my list that I want to visit is Russia Not necessarily for its scenery. It's a huge country. I'm sure there's beautiful scenery, but there's so much history there (laughs) that I think it'd be amazing just to see the history. And I'm sure the people are lovely, right? Let's remember, guys, the government does not represent the people most of the time, in my opinion. So we can't judge a country based on its government.
1: Agreed. And they have some amazing architecture. Right. I don't do really well with vodka, though. I might have to brush up on that. (laughs) We can practice.
0: It's like training. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I can make a tolerance, I'm pretty sure. Uh
0: Yeah, eventually. Mm -hmm. So they also show Times Square is they have a brand new crystal ball that, you know, they raise it up hours ahead of time and then they drop it at the new year. And I've Mm -hmm. always wondered why people go out for that. It seems one, it's cold, it's crowded, it looks miserable. Nothing about that looks pleasant. Why the fuck do people do that? I don't know.
1: I feel like the bathroom situation has got to be not good. questionable at best. Yeah. It's a yeah. depends where in situation. Yeah. Yeah. Terrifying. I, I don't know. That's not the kind of thing that I would be into. Um, I am much more comfortable watching stuff from my living room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just looks horrible. And I've been that way my whole life. I don't know that I've ever really been a, normally if I used to like go out, it would be to meet up with, like people at their joint, like instead of
0: being out at the club or whatever. <laughs> I've never been that girl. I've gone out. There were a couple of years that I went out clubbing for a bit, but it was just more, um, just to go out and dance. And I'm usually the designated driver because I've never been able to tolerate very alcohol very well. So it's yeah, no, that's too many people. is not my jam. As we all know, I'm claustrophobic. That's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Yuck!
1: I agree. But they did, they did make sure that they showed you really, really, Giuliani talking about it when he was still somewhat sane, like bomb sniffing dogs, like going all over the place. Cause they're like, we can't call it off. This is too big to fail, but we will take some measures yeah. to, yeah, make sure people are safe. So I'm like, cool. Mm.
0: Still staying home. Yeah, I absolutely, I was, I was pregnant with Declan at the time, only like a couple months pregnant, but still pregnant with Declan. And I was like, okay, I don't worry that anything's going to happen again, probably because, um, you know, I had not heard anything catastrophic from my parents, but I didn't want to be out there with people who could go batshit crazy because people are the worst. And so I'm like, I'm just going to sit comfortably yeah. in my home and I'm I'm not dealing with that shit. Agreed. Agreed.
1: So at the end of the day, we can comfortably say that the Millennium Bug did not bite, right? That's not my line. It was in the show. <laughs>
0: it was in the newspaper, but it's so bad. It's good.
1: It is so good and terrible. So I would really love to know. Well, I'll get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it it worked out okay. Yeah. Much ado about nothing. I don't know that that's really the right way to say it, because I think the right people got involved just in the nick of time and they worked their asses off to make sure it was okay for people. We didn't see a lot of that didn't hear a lot about that, but we do know that you didn't need 10 pounds of oatmeal.
0: Right. Right. And one of the things that I had asked my mom about, because in this, they had shown some of the programmers and they had said, oh, we have to go line by line through the code to check for dates and make sure blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. couldn't you write a program to flag all of those? (laughs) You know, I'm not saying like find (laughs) and replace because you have to test as you're replacing. I get that but Mm -hmm. find at least. And she's like, Oh yeah, absolutely. She goes, we didn't go through line through line. I'm like, okay, I'm just making sure because that seems really stupid. Are
1: you telling me there wasn't an Excel formula you could stick on that? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like this is, I mean, listen, I, it's, I'm too lazy. Uh, PDF uh, word, just control F guys, find whatever you (laughs) need. I'm sure you can't do that in a program like that, but there had to be something similar they could do. They're programmers. They have to be able to figure that out. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: Work smarter. If you had any experience with this time frame, this is a great documentary yeah. to watch because it was so fun to see all that old footage and you're like, oh my God, there
0: was a time
1: mm-hmm. that we just had those big laptops. So
0: <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Oh my God. I remember being on AOL, listening <laughs> to uh, like Enigma. <laughs> yeah, people, cheating! Oh my God. <laughs> God. uh so old I'm so old I can't wait till Riley listens to this (laughs) and he's like you guys are ancient (laughs) yep yep we are but you know what the 90s was Uh, such a uh, it was such a good time right I think um the world was still fairly small you didn't have nearly the anxiety mm -hmm. that you have now and I don't know that's probably why Gen Xers are kind of like meh whatever
1: I mean that's what they say right it's uh you're a product of your times mm. but uh nonetheless yeah did you have an honorary errand for this week
0: I think the only option for this one is our friend Grace Ober I mean she was one amazing and the only other person they named was the programmer cat the whatever and so I went with the chick who rocked the very first computer and learned it because someone was like, so how did you learn it? She's like, as it came out, no one knew anything about it. Dumbass. Right. She didn't like, that. You but... didn't,
1: you got hired. You didn't know anything about computers. And she's like,
0: no one else no one did, did either.
1: It. Dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, yeah, she, was so she, awesome.
0: she took on the, yeah, she took on the challenge and she rocked it. And she's like, yeah, we women, we can get shit done. So I appreciate her. And so she's so much, Erin.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I chose programmer Scott's wife because I would have given (laughs) anything to be there for the fallout of their like weird secret bomb shelter. Um, And she's like, I thought you knew what you were doing.
0: Right. Oh, that would have been funny. She's seemed Ugh. fairly chill and calm. So maybe she's like, well, that's your retirement wasted. I'm going to sell this and move out. I don't know.
1: That's what I'm saying, too. Like, hopefully they were able to recuperate, whatever. And she might have been a lovely person. And he might have been a lovely person. But it's so funny to have see, seen him go on all the talk shows and just just dig himself right into that hole, like, <laughs> you know. So I, yeah. I think that they probably had a... There was probably... I hope he bought her like a very big ring or something to be like, so. sorry, boo, whatever.
0: <laughs> Do you think it's like the people who give all their money to the apocalypse like leaders and then the ap- apocalypse doesn't happen and there's broke and these cats like moved off to like some tropical paradise and they're like, well, this sucks.
1: I don't know. Uh, I mean, I get sweaty if I like spend $400, so... <laughs> And I don't have to answer to a spouse for that, which is pretty (laughs) awesome. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, Good times though.
0: (laughs) Indeed. Okay. What are we going to do next week, Erin? So next week we are going to do
1: the mission. It's a 2023 release about an hour and 43 minutes and you can find it on the Hulu's. Do you want to give us a little synopsis? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, so I don't know if you guys remember, but it wasn't too long ago that some kid who was Christian missionary, for lack of a better word, decided he needed to take the word of the Lord to an uncontacted tribe, one of the few left in the world. He needed to bring that message to them, and that didn't go so well, and he ended up getting killed by said tribe, and so this is that story told by people who knew him is what I understand. That's what I get too. So
1: this is going away from technology because we just, we love an extreme in this (laughs) this documentary this podcast. So yeah, we're uh, going to take a little departure from the interwebs and computers. So
0: Mm -hmm. yeah, we're going to take a canoe right on out of here.
1: Sorry that this guy died. Let me do say that, but uh, nonetheless,
0: it's unfortunate someone had to die, but, I mean, I think he, he probably had fair warning, right? That's like going That's to I run with too. the bulls yes. and then getting surprised when you get hurt by a bull. You can't. <laughs> it's just thinning the
1: herd. Yeah, everybody thought they were on tracks or something. <laughs> They're not. That's how you get gored, dumbass. <laughs> right. Just
0: thinning the herd. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome back. Okay. Uh, we're glad you can join us for 2024. And if you guys have any recommendations this year, let us know. And we'll see you all next week. Thanks, guys. Laters. Bye.